She's going to be speaking with us about clutter and organization. Um, if, if you are a member here at the chapel, you know that Jeremy is our children's pastor, and she is his wife, and she also has been part of MOPS for how many years? Did you do MOPS? <laughs> but I just wanted to just kind of give a little information about her, and she's going to come speak with us. So please welcome Cher, and I'm not going to get her last name right. Kayleen. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> I thought I'd have to wear that little thing attached to me, so I'm glad. <laughs> Right. Good morning, ladies. I am Cher, and um, I don't normally do this, so I'm extremely nervous. So if you will just have a lot of mercy and grace on me as I try to talk to you today. Um, your steering team first approached me about speaking about organization, and I had to inform them that I'm not an organizer, and I had kind of hoped they'd move on then and find somebody organized. <laughs> but I made the mistake of saying, I don't organize, I declutter. And they said, great, talk about decluttering. So um, I was kind of stuck. Um, but there is a difference between organizing and decluttering because I became a declutterer on accident. I was trying to be an organizer and that didn't work. Um, I did not have that gift. So in order to keep my house clean, I just started throwing things away. Um, not that my family was really happy with that, but it did eliminate the messes. And as I began to get rid of stuff, I realized that as that mess disappeared, then the stress disappeared and the clutter disappeared. and um, I also realized how many things we had that we did not need, um, how few in number you can live with, um, of even what seems essential and still get by just fine. Um, also, as I begin to declutter my house, um, God begins speaking to me about how it doesn't stop there, how our homes, which I'll explain what I mean by that being different than your house in a little bit, but I begin to realize that my um, home and my heart also needed to be kept free of clutter. And I recognized that as a mom, um, it was part of my job, part of my responsibility to create a peaceful environment in my home, um, one without the chaos um, that messes and clutter cause, whether it is an actual physical mess in your house, um, that feeling of home starting to feel cluttered, or your heart. And I do think it is a completely true statement to say that clutter, whatever clutter is to you in your house, your home, or your heart, will be a source of anxiety. Everybody has a different level of tolerance, but when it becomes clutter to you, there will be anxiety. But it is one that you can make choices about to change. So there are lots of things in our lives that we can't control. But the clutter, we can control, we can master, and then um, we can reduce that anxiety in our life. Um, clutter will begin to make you unproductive physically, if it's around you, emotionally, um, if it's taking over your home, or even spiritually, if it's clutter in your heart. But if you can master it, if you can declutter, it will simplify and calm your life. And I'm sure that as mothers of little kids, um, you wouldn't mind a little simplicity and calmness. Um, so just in case there's confusion, I just wanted to talk about what I meant when I said there's a difference between organizing and decluttering. Um, this isn't a decluttering is better than organizing because your, uh, your family will probably prefer that you organize all of their stuff instead of throwing it away. I have learned that. Um, 
but, um, but if you can't, there is a difference between the two. Um, organizing is finding a neat, orderly way to keep everything you already have. Decluttering is getting rid of what you already have. Throw it away, donate it, have a garage sale, whatever that looks like, recycle, whatever that looks like for you. Organizing your home will usually involve getting more stuff. Um, Tubbewares, containers, shelving, labels, lots of labels. Sharpies, even though we all love Sharpies, you'll need lots of those to organize. Um, little, those cute little bins, you know, just whatever, whatever's out there that they market for organizing, you will bring more stuff into your home. Decluttering, the only thing I've found that I buy extra with decluttering is trash bags, and they leave with the stuff that I'm getting rid of, so they only stick around for a little bit. Organizing generally involves continuous work. You have to put everything back in those nice little areas you've created for them. On a massive first-time level, decluttering simplifies cleanup because there's not as much stuff to put away. Um, so I talked about decluttering your house, your home, and your heart, and I think they can be given three levels of priority. I think it is most important to declutter your, home, your heart, and then your home, and then your house, but decluttering your house is actually the easiest, and it's the most practical, so that's what we're going to spend the most time on today and what I'll start with. Um, so let's have an example just quickly of organizing versus decluttering. I have two daughters. They love Polly Pockets. Everybody know what Polly Pockets is? They're horrible. They're horrible because they're super small and the dolls are small, so that means all their shoes and clothes are small. So we just have hundreds of Polly Pockets. And um, so if I, if I took the Polly Pockets and I thought I'm going to organize the Polly Pockets, I would go to Target and I'd buy multiple little, they'd, have, they'd only have to be little bins, but I'd buy multiple of those and I'd label them. One would be Polly Pockets, one would be her shoes and clothes, one would be her cars, and one would be her pets. I don't know, however, you know, you need to organize these things. And, and then I'd put them on a cute little shelf and they'd be labeled and it would look nice. But then I have to spend months convincing my, not only my daughters, but their friends how much more enjoyable Polly Pockets are if everything is put away in the appropriately marked container each time. Decluttering, while a lot more painful, is a lot more productive um, because I would buy one small container and I would tell my daughters, you get to keep whatever fits in this container. So you don't have to separate it. It doesn't have to be in little categories. Um, you just pick out your favorite Polly Pockets, and the rest we will give to a child, to a family who does not have the joy of Polly Pockets in their home. Um, then you're teaching, not only teaching a valuable lesson, you've created shelf space in your playroom or kids' room, living room, wherever your toys have to be, and um, have gotten rid of some stuff, which is what we're after when we declutter. Um, so when items in your house are organized, finding things might be easier, but putting them away takes more time. All the Legos in the Lego bin, all the craft paper in the playroom, on the shelf, clearly marked craft paper. Um, so, so you can see that there's obviously an ideal to organization, and if you're good at organization, then that's a great thing for you and your family. Um, but when you get rid of extras in your home, there's not as much stuff to be pulled out, not as much stuff to become messes, either drawers in your bedrooms, cabinets in your kitchen, um, cubbies in the bathroom, wherever it is, there's not as much stuff, and so um, there's not as much stuff to put away. But um, why does decluttering even become a need? Why do we get so much stuff that it takes over? So um, I've decluttered some homes, and I, I think I can sum down to three reasons. May not be your reason, but I think there are three main reasons that people keep stuff. Um, I think the biggest reason is 
um, we wake up one morning and we just have all this stuff. We don't realize it's happening. We didn't mean for it to happen. Um, you add a kid, you add another Christmas present, another birthday present. Um, you know, you get involved in more stuff and that means things you're bringing home um, to be involved in that area. So you now have so much stuff, you're just overwhelmed and you don't even know where to start. And all the homes I decluttered, that was the thing they told me, I don't even know where to start. So my advice for some practical advice is the smallest closet in your home. Just locate it, find it, and empty it. Everything out, pull it all out, and this is an important part, you have to look at that nice, empty closet because they look so good, empty and free <laughs> of clutter. So that's very important. And then have piles. You have one pile, and this is I'm definitely keeping this pile. You have I'm definitely throwing this away pile. And then you have my favorite pile that I'm willing to think, talk about getting rid of this stuff. So um, immediately throw away the throwaway pile, and then I recommend getting like leftovers or a dirty diaper and tossing that on top of it because we are all tempted to go back to that trash can. And if it's not you, it will be your husband or your children digging back through that trash can. So put something really nasty on top of it so that that is not possible. Um, then um, anything that you know you're donating, immediately bag it up and take it to your car. And then um, put back in the closet um, what you're keeping in that closet or put in other rooms what has found its way to that closet that does not belong. And then you have that third pile, um, pile of stuff left. Now this is a great place to have a friend, an objective friend who will tell you you need to throw things away. <laughs> Comes in really handy, but if you don't have that, then this is what I suggest. You pick one thing to keep, one thing to get rid of, one thing to keep, one thing to get rid of, and do that until you've gone through the pile. So even if you keep more than I would tell you to keep if I was at your house, you've still eliminated um, half of that pile. Um, again, throw away things immediately, and if, you are, if it is a day where you can, I would suggest immediately take things to where you're donating them to. Once again, the longer those bags sit around, the more likely we are to go back through them and um, so just immediately get rid of whatever you're getting rid of. My favorite part of decluttering um, a room, or in this case a closet, is find something else to do for an hour and then go back and open up that closet door. You'll be so happy you won't be able to wait to start on another closet. Um, the second reason I think people keep stuff is an emotional attachment. Everyone has the capability to attach emotionally to something that other people may look at and be like, I have no idea um, why you're attached to that. Um, so I have those items. I have my own items that I'm emotionally attached to. And my rule for those items is everything that I'm attached to emotionally gets one container. So I'm not even going to tell you what size container. You can pick what size container, but you only get one. So um, now, right now, I know baby clothes may be different because you may be planning more children still at this stage. But if you're done with that, so I'm done with that. So special baby clothes that I want to save get one container. Cards, birthday cards, letters, um, thing, you know, sentimental letters and cards you kept from growing up, they get one container. Um, my girls are crafty. We don't even have a playroom. We call it the craft room because that's what they do in there. Um, they give me lots and lots and lots of pictures they've colored and drawn. And um, so I keep them. They have a box and they can put them in the box. And of course the day they color them, you love them and it's the best picture they've ever made you. And, but when that box gets full, I go through it all, I start pulling things out, and it's amazing how many things, you know, it's just another picture of Dora, or it's, you know what I mean, just the 18th time they wrote their name for the first time, you know, so, so I can, then I can throw things away and make room for new stuff. 
Um, I will share with you to show you that I do understand emotional attachment. That after our first daughter was born, we were unable to have another baby. And I had a real psychotic attachment to all of her baby clothes because I felt like getting rid of them was giving up and that that next baby, that I was just giving up on that idea. Um, so I finally felt okay to loan them in our family, to, I'm sorry, to loan them to a family in our church who had a really big need for them. So it wasn't even just like my best friend having a baby, you know. And um, The only way I could get rid of them was because I felt like they really needed them. So I gave them tubs and tubs of baby clothes with really specific instructions that I needed them back. I wrote our last name on every piece, little onesies, I mean everything, and, um, and gave tubbers and tubbers of clothes to them. Well, about the time she began returning them to me, my sister had a baby, and it was my first niece. So, of course, I was excited to share those clothes with her and to help my sister out and to see my niece and all those cute little baby clothes again. Now, by the time my niece gave them back to me, um, I realized I was not quite so attached to those six, seven, eight Tupperwares that I had nowhere to put. And um, so I went through them, picked out the things that meant the most to me. They're still on a closet shelf. Um, and was able to, because of healing God had done in my heart, to then give them to another mom who didn't mind the journey that they had made at that point. So take small steps where it's needed. If you're emotionally attached to something, um, that's okay. Take small snaps, um, steps. Be generous when you're decluttering other areas where there is no emotional attachment, and then you'll not only have the room, I'm sorry, the room, but the freedom to move at a slower pace if necessary in other areas. Um, the other thing that I've seen is sentimental attachment because it reminds you of a person. Maybe someone you've loved has passed away and they've, you've inherited clutter. Um, or it was from a person, a gift from a person. I think, um, and I don't have this experience, so I speak lightly here, but I think, I, you know, to ask yourself, would that person want me to be overwhelmed by this stuff? Would they want this to be clutter in my life that is causing stress and chaos in my family? So I think that you could pick the things that meant the most to you um, and keep them in one bin. You could find a place that really needs those items so you don't feel like you're just getting rid of them, but that you're helping other people with them and donate it. You could um, sell it and then donate the, the money to a charity that would have meant something to the person that gave that stuff to you. Um, I've also been told by organized friends to take pictures of things that you're emotionally attached to and save the pictures. So if you have organizational gifts, you could do that. Um, the other emotional response I've seen in the homes I've decluttered is a real fear of being without, um, a real fear that you're going to wake up and you're going to need that thing that you just got rid of. I'm not here as a psychologist, so I can't really dig real deep into this one. So I just thought I would share what Jesus had to say in Matthew 6, 25, 34. He says this, um, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store, so there's the idea of clutter, or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than, than they? A little bit further down, um, he says, And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow? If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, will he not much more clothe you? Your heavenly Father knows that you need these things, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. 
So I do believe that we're supposed to be good stewards of the things we have. I don't think we're supposed to be wasteful. Um, I don't think we're supposed to get rid of so that then it causes financial stress replacing. But I don't think we're supposed to be holding on to things out of fear. Um, and I think that's a big difference there, um, keeping things that we actually use and keeping things um, because we fear not having them. And then the third and last reason that I've seen that people keep stuff is um, true or not true, a belief that they are saving money by holding on to all of that stuff. Um, if you are the queen of organization, you are probably saving a ton of money because we have had to buy and replace things that I have thrown away that I thought we would never need again, in all honesty. So if you are keeping so much stuff that you cannot find any of it, though, and therefore you're still having to buy it when you need it, then you're not saving any money and you have clutter. And um, the four houses that I have decluttered, one thing was common in all of them, gift bags. I mean, just so many gift bags, you cannot believe it. I don't even know how you can need that many gift bags. But I'm um, so many gift bags. And if you actually do this, I, I keep a handful of gift bags. If you do keep gift bags and you use them and you never have to buy a gift bag, then that's great. You're saving your family money. One thing, though, that I need to stop there and say, though, if those gift bags are just contributing to clutter that's stressing you out, Walmart now sells gift bags for 50 cents. So they're not all $5 like they used to be. Um, you can get them for a very normal price now. Um, but if you're more like me and um, I'm compulsively late pretty much all the time. And um, so I'm compulsively, compulsively late and generally I'm shopping for the birthday present on my way to the birthday party. And I always tell myself, grab a gift bag and some tissue paper before you leave the house. And I never remember to do it, ever. So I'm at Walmart or Target, Toys R Us, and I have to buy a gift bag. And I have those nice gift bags all packaged nicely at home. So if you don't actually use the gift bags, I promise, just throw them away if they need to be thrown away. Um, donate them to a friend who actually remembers to use them. Even, um, like I said, the homes, I, they decluttered just massive amounts of gift bags. So we donated them to a Goodwill. Um, there were plenty of them to make a nice area in a um, charity <laughs> store. So, so, you know, you don't have to feel like you're just trashing something in good condition. So the problem with stuff is when it overflows, not only into your house, but also into your home, into the feeling of home that you want your family to have. So the biggest thing that I try to remember for myself and to tell families that I'm talking to is that you just have to fit in your house. Um, the homes that I decluttered were all large homes with large storage areas. Um, so they had plenty of room to move things around and shuffle and organize. I live in a very small house. I have one closet that works as our storage closet. I don't get to keep very much. So it's just luck of the draw there. If you have a lot of space, you get to keep a lot of stuff. If you don't have a lot of space, you got to get rid of a lot of stuff. Um, so if you think of, um, just to give you a few practical areas, think of the room in your house, the area in your house that is the most cluttered. Um, I was able to sit in at one table while we did the M&M game. Um, so heard a little bit there. My favorite area, as I shared to declutter, is the kitchen. I spend a lot of time there as a mom. I don't like to cook, so my time there is kind of a stressful time already. Um, so I cannot stand it. In fact, I will find myself not cooking and cleaning the kitchen instead. Um, so, so think about what you have in your kitchen and what's there that you don't need. Um, again, the houses that I've decluttered were for um, more middle-aged, older couples, so they had had more time to um, gather stuff. But in all four homes, even though most stovetops have four burners, you know, they would have seven, eight, nine 
pots and pans for cooking things, and you can't use that many at a time, ever. And so then not only do you have clutter in your cabinets, and if you're like me, kitchen real estate is pretty pricey in our house. So if, you, if you're cluttering that into your cabinets and using up cabinet space, but also if you're not forced to wash them to use them before you need them, then your sink is cluttered or your dishwasher is cluttered, your cabinet. So it just kind of, you know, just overflows on itself. So get rid of extra pots and pans. Only keep what you need. Same thing, glasses and cups, they can just start to take over. Sippy cups, bottles, you know, it can take over. Um, you really don't need that many, and keeping them, again, forces your countertops, dishwasher, and sinks to become cluttered. Um, when I've decluttered homes, um, cups, glasses, sippy cups, they get two shelves and one cabinet, and that's it. You don't need any more cups than that, I promise. It may just seem stressful, but you don't. The bathroom, linen closet, this is one area that I did later because you do have to be somewhat organized. Your laundry schedule has to be organized. Um, for four people in our home, I keep eight bath towels, and each bed gets two um, sets of sheets. So you have one on the bed, you have one in the laundry. So we don't have a good linen closet. It's just a very small with four shelves. So it had to be forced to fit there. So same for you. If you have a big, nice walk-in linen closet, then and you can keep it all nice and straight and neat, then that's great. But if you um, have smaller size, then think about what you really need. Work on that organizational skill with your laundry, and then declutter that area. Clothing is the same way. It's hard. It's time-consuming. We all have clothing budgets. Um, it has to fit in your closet. You have to be able to walk in your closet um, to find it. If there are shoes that are now living under your bed, you don't need them, so they could move on somewhere else. Get a shoe rack and only keep what fits. Purses, scarves, I know like we can all have that one thing, that's our thing, and I encourage you to keep that thing and enjoy that thing, but think about the thing that is not your thing and get rid of it. <laughs> so um, purses, scarves, stuff like that. I always, I always say that on a massive first-time decluttering, get rid of half and keep half. Um, you can work it out later on what that actually looks like, but if you're just trying to be able to walk into your closet, get rid of half, keep half. Um, the playroom, kids' room. You're here because you are a mother of preschoolers, which probably means that, like me, you've amassed an amazing amount of kids' stuff, right? Toys, games, and now they're all like Polly Pockets and Legos, so they're everywhere. Um, and we can say that at some point throughout the year, all of those toys are played with, all of those movies are watched, right? At some point, maybe, maybe not. But um, kind of in my house, it's too bad. Like, it doesn't matter. Um, if the kids' stuff starts, starts to take over my home, I take my home back. Um, they're fine. I promise, my girls are 10 and 8, and they're fine. They're absolutely fine. They're not scarred at all. Okay, so this is where I want to move on and switch and talk about the lessons that we're teaching our children. And I'm rambling like I do, so I'm getting behind. So, but I'll speed it up. Um, you're teaching your children lessons by keeping things um, and by not being willing to let things go. We're, you know, we, we're teaching them that they need those things. We all understand the difference between need and want, right? And no reason to go there. Our children need a healthy understanding of what need really is. And you don't have to travel, you know, to some scary part of some inner city or to a third world country to teach this to your kids. If your kids are older, take an online tour of what poverty really looks like, what need really looks like. With younger kids, just talk to them. Just, and just everyday talk, just have conversations with them about how blessed you are and how lucky we are 
and then talk about how there are kids that don't have stuff, um, you know, and let them choose. I let my daughters, when they're willing to cooperate, I let them pick what they want to keep and what they want to get rid of. And I let them box their stuff in one box, and when Gracie was a little, littler, I would even let her decorate the box like a present, you know, and then I just donated and pray that God will send it to the home that we were talking about. Um, in the early days of my Reformation, I even bought toys from my daughter. I'm not going to lie. She would have a little garage sale, and I would buy them. Um, so whatever you have to do, if your children won't cooperate, send them somewhere else, enlist a friend or a grandparent to help, um, and then just you make your own decisions about what needs to stay and what needs to go. Um, because our children don't really need half of what they are blessed to have. And so it's a good lesson. The second lesson is that things are important. Um, this is a short one. We just want to make sure that we're talking to our kids about the proper place for things and what's really important and what's not really important, that the extras are just extras, and we're blessed to have them, but they are just things. Um, third, and a really big one for me that I would um, want the message to really get out is that um, if, we, if we clutter, we could be teaching our kids that our home is a place to keep things, not people. Um, massive amounts of stuff is the number one reason that women say they don't have people into their home. They're embarrassed by the clutter. It's too much work to get your house company ready. Um, and so you need to, your kids need to learn and you need to learn that your home is a place for people and to share with people. Um, in 1 Peter 4, 9, we're told to offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. And if you're like me, when my house is a huge mess and people are coming over, I'm doing a lot of grumbling. Um, so we're not supposed to do that. In Romans 12, 13, God tells us to practice hospitality. If the amount of stuff that is in your home is keeping you from practicing hospitality, your kids are not learning hospitality. Um, I will say that I do have friends. You get bonus points if you're able to say, this is my house, this is where we live, this is the mess, come in, enjoy. If you're able to do that, that's awesome. That is great. And the last lesson we're teaching our kids is that life is about having and getting. So just very quickly, my kids have learned that their um, playroom has reached its um, maximum capacity limit. There's no more room. So in order to get new stuff, old stuff has to leave. And they know this now. When they make their Christmas list, um, they know that it had better fit where it's supposed to be. Um, you know, so in December, you can tell your kids, hey, Christmas is coming. All those toys, all those new things you want, that's great. Go clean out the playroom. You know, so, um, so just let them know there has to be room on the shelf. If this is the Barbie shelf, if this is the Lego bin, there has to be room in it if they want to get more stuff. So, um, so you can do that birthday month as well. Um, they get very excited to get presents that they know are coming, so we just clean it out. Um, so I've decluttered house and home multiple times as I've been talking, and I think you could probably know or figure out what I mean, the difference of that house is that, the house is that building you live in, um, where you get to go, and if it's, if it's not cluttered, then it's a nice place to go, right? And if it's cluttered, it's a stressful place to go. Well, home is the same idea, and we all want to be able to feel like it's good to be home. Um, so in order to feel like it's good to be home, your house has to be decluttered. But it goes even deeper than that because to declutter your home, you have to move beyond just the stuff in your home into that feeling of home that you want to have, that you want to create. And um, so by decluttering your home, that means decluttering your schedule, your routine, um, your heart. And some of you have uh, multiple age children, and you're starting to get the idea of what scheduling means. Um, if you're in here and you just have toddlers, I know you're just thinking, I don't have a schedule. And that's okay. That, that time will pass, and then you'll need this stuff too. 
Um, the idea of decluttering your home has to be tailored for each family. It's something you and your husband just have to decide together. It's a mental task because you start asking the questions like, how much do we do? How many sports? Which sports? Multiple sports? Musical instrument? No. Clubs at school? Karate? Swimming lessons? Um, and that's just kind of your kids. Then you made a decision to do mops. You might be in a women's Bible study, a night out with friends, um, volunteer somewhere, um, have some time to yourself. You know, just all those decisions you have to make. Um, a date night with the husband, and then he has his own scheduling, work meetings, um, coach a kid's soccer team. So you see there's just this overwhelming amount of stuff that you can be making decisions to do. And then your home becomes cluttered with that. Um, when I agreed to speak at the MOPS meeting, I agreed to put something else into our home, into our family, and at one point found myself telling my children to leave me alone so I could work on this. So you have to accept and to know that what you, what you agree to do goes on the calendar that hangs in your house, but it, you absorb it into your home and into that feeling of home that you want to have, into the atmosphere of your house. Um, I would really beg you to take this seriously. Don't assume your kids have to be involved in everything. They don't. Don't assume that you and your husband can skip date night for piano lessons because you can't. You have to be really intentional in deciding um, what is going into the atmosphere of your home, what you want that to look and feel like, and then you need to guard it. If you want dinner this many times a night at the kitchen table with cell phones off, then you make that decision and you stick with it. Um, you want to go about it like you're protecting the life of your family because in all honesty, especially as your kids get older, you are protecting the life of your family. All the extras can be great things, um, but you have to decide not to adopt things into your home that will be damaging to your family, all that clutter. Um, and then when we talk about the spiritual implications of clutter, um, there are multiple places in the Bible where God talks to us about the clutter that's involved in our hearts. In Luke 18, um, a rich young ruler comes to Jesus and asks, what must I do to have eternal life? And Jesus tells him to sell all that he has and give it to the poor. I do not believe that Jesus was saying that um, poverty was a prerequisite for salvation, but I think he was responding to what he saw in the young man's heart. He was so attached to his stuff that he lost his focus on Jesus and on what was most important. And in Luke 19, when Zacchaeus came face to face with Jesus, he confessed that he had been stealing money and hoarding people's money that was not his own. And um, in response to that meeting with Jesus, he gave it all back and then gave even more. Um, and so when we have spiritual clutter, we tend to hold on to things that don't even belong to us in the first place. And we don't give what is to God what is rightfully his, or we don't give to people in need. Um, in Luke 10, we learn about a time that Jerry, I'm sorry, that Jesus, I don't even know who Jerry is, but Jesus made a home to Mary and Martha. Um, Martha was busy doing stuff, really good stuff. She was being hospitable, and we just talked about how we're supposed to do that. Um, but she got really angry because her sister was not, and she demanded that Jesus make her sister help. And Jesus told her about her spiritual clutter. She was so busy doing good things um, that she had no time to talk and listen to Jesus. And then in Matthew 8, 20, Jesus himself is talking about his life here. And he says, foxes have, de have dens and birds of heaven have roosts, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay down his head. 
So no clutter. There was no clutter in his life. And we can live, I can live my life forgetting that he was the son of God and that he came here to live a life of servant, to be a servant for us. And I go to bed each night. I have multiple pillows, um, a nice soft bed, and never even realizing that the spiritual clutter in my life is that I haven't served anyone else outside my family in a very long time. Um, so, so that clutter is there in um, chap- Luke chapter 21. Um, we're warned against letting our hearts become weighed down with anxieties of life. And if clutter in your life, um, in your house, is causing anxiety for you, um, if you feel weighed down because there are messes you can't get control of, if there's clutter in your home, your schedule has just exploded and you feel like nothing looks the way you wanted it to look like, or if you have recognized spiritual clutter, um, this is an area of your life that you can make choices about to take control of. So many things, especially as young moms, so many things seem out of our control, but you can control the clutter. If you don't, you will, it will make you unproductive and there will not be calmness and um, simplicity in your life. So I really encourage you to declutter your house, your home, and your heart, and to, to experience that, to experience simplicity and calmness. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much, Cher. Um, Now we are going to go ahead and do our creative activity. So if both of you 